Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Getting It Out Podcast. That was Noche from Costa Rica, the song Nuestras Mentes. It's off of their upcoming self-titled debut EP, Noche, out on Violence Records mid-September. It's going to get a cassette release, and it'll also be available digitally, of course. 
Uh, you can check it out, violencerecordscr.bandcamp.com. Straightforward, hardcore punk, the way we like it, right? Um, they're they're a little, little different lyrically, not so much about screaming about society since the world is already ending and no one's listening. They just sing about living in the end times of the world, and um, I can relate, I guess. And uh, I guess because, I say I guess because it's all in Spanish, and I'm not sure exactly what they're saying, but I appreciate the sentiment. And I appreciate Daniel, vocalist and guitarist of Noche, a friend of mine that I met many years ago at a bar in Baltimore, and we've kept in touch ever since. He bought an Obliterations record that night, and I bought Metallica's Kill Em All for one dollar. How about that? Little details from a night in Baltimore, right around the Freddie Gray incident. I remember that timestamp that. That's what was going on. And at that time in Baltimore, on the night Daniel and I met in a bar in Fells Point, Baltimore, Maryland. And I've been happy to watch his projects develop over the years down in Costa Rica. Truly a dedicated individual when it comes to extreme music. And Noche is another great example of what he's been up to down there. So please go support him. Go support his bands. Check out Violence Records. And uh, I hope you enjoy it. I also hope you enjoy Crowbar, because in this episode, I've got an interview with Kirk Winstein of Crowbar, and we are going to be talking about the band, their tour, what it's like to ride out there on the road this many years in, and all sorts of other things that I could fit in a lunch break. So, check out the Getting It Out intro music from the world's greatest crossover hardcore band from New Jersey, Hot Zone, and let's get into this. Check it! Make family out of friends, make friends out of enemies Peace to my family, make friends till they bury me All the places we've been, we're never sitting it out We be getting it in, why you getting it out? I said all the places we've been, we're never sitting it out We be getting it in, why you getting it out? This August, when the kids go back to school Everyone will be infected with a virus known as COVID-19 in 2022 to make its debut in 2023. Throughout the year, everybody gets mildly ill for a couple of days. Fevers, sniffles, a rash or two, that's something else. But that's what's going to happen because it's back to school week here locally. And I'm sure somewhere around that time, wherever the fuck you're at as well. That is not exciting to me. I am very disappointed in that. I hate when summer's over, which I'm sure dates back to some sort of childhood trauma. But really, it's just because I know winter's coming. I talk about this every year. All right? So you're probably like, hey, man, this is like the fifth year of you doing this. So stop bringing it up. It's weird that it's been five years. That's weird. Also, how bad was that movie guy voice I just tried to do? How does that guy do that? That's so cool. I always wanted to be able to do that, and I just can't. Every time I try to go low, really low and like raspy, it hurts my throat. I'm probably going to be in pain the rest of the day. That's okay, because I did like three COVID tests this week. So um, maybe I'll just be able to chalk it up as that. I'll just say I have COVID, can't go to work. What does that get us these days if we get COVID? Do we get out of work now, or do we just got to wear a mask? I'll do anything to not wear a mask, all right? I will give my grandmother COVID to not wear a mask. I'm kidding. My grandmas are all dead. But yes, the kids are back in school. That means, man, I don't know what that means. Apparently, summer doesn't end for like another month. 
And I'm going to try and make another trip to the beach here this week still. New Jersey. Who doesn't like going to the beach in New Jersey? Uh, I'm going to do that this week. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's sad to see the end of the world's best season. Not taking any arguments. Fall? Fuck fall. Spring? Spring's cool. But usually it's, only, it's very short. It's not fun at all. You don't get enough time in because of rain and because some of it's really cold. And then there's winter, of course, which I'm not even going to talk about. Uh, hate it, all right. Um, but um, before people get excited, they say hoodie weather, which has annoyed me longer than I knew how to use the internet, because spring is also hoodie weather. At least it could be, right? Maybe I'll get a chance to use my fire pit that my wife and I built. We barely used it. We burnt some shrubs the other day, and uh, that was fun. <laughs> Why is burning shit so fun? You see, like an arsonist, and you're like, hey man, I kind of understand. It's okay. You got caught. Uh, it's it's a risk to burn down a building, especially an orphanage. Uh, don't do that. But perhaps a government office or a Taco Bell, I understand. Um, I'm sorry, did I just get on a list for offending the Taco Bell people? I don't even know what a Crunchwrap Supreme is. Okay? So don't even come at me. I'm uh, claiming ignorance here. Taco Bell, trash. If you eat Taco Bell, you can go to hell. All of you. Uh, I bet vegans love it because they like getting, I don't know what, lettuce in a shell. Uh, put a little, what, what do you put on top of that? Pico de gallo. Don't know what that is. Some kind of green mayonnaise. Uh, I am so uh, so against Taco Bell. Always have been since I was a kid. I went there with my, my aunt and my cousins once. And uh, I didn't order anything. And they were like, you don't want anything. And I was like, well, I guess I'll get a drink. So I just walked up and took a cup off the counter and got a drink. And my aunt was horrified. Because apparently got to pay for drinks. And I just walk up and stole one. And uh, I don't remember what we did. I don't remember the result of that. But every now and then, if I would find myself at uh, a Taco Bell with some other people that wanted to be there. Because it was never me. I'd get a pack of Cinetwist, which was sugar and uh, f- something that was fried. I don't know. Pig's tails, I think they were. And uh, that was uh, a treat of some sort. I don't know. It was just like something. I got to eat something here. You know what the real problem is? It's it's I don't like tomatoes. I don't like lettuce, and uh, I feel like that's in everything. And this is a this is an exaggeration because I eat tons of stuff with tomatoes and lettuce on. But if it's cold, I don't want it. Actually, let, let's go back. All right, let's go back. I just don't want the cold tomatoes. I can have the lettuce, a little tuna salad with a little lettuce on top, a little piece of cheese, salt and pepper, yada yada yada. Tuna salad sub. I'm in. Can't get that at Taco Bell though. You get tacos at Taco Bell sometimes. Sometimes it's like burrito-ish things. I don't know what's going on in there, man. But I saw in my hometown they're building a Taco Bell across the street from the Taco Bell. I wonder if that makes the old Taco Bell jealous. I used to get worried that the Ninja Turtles I didn't play with were getting mad that I was playing with the ones that I do play with. Hey, man, that guy who had that fly character, you just weren't a fun toy. You were a weird, geeky, like, lab coat guy that turned into a fly. And you had too many arms. It was just a little funky to play with you, all right? I could do it with the Turtles. Master Splinter, I never played with that old guy. I don't want to play with that rat. And he had to sit there and watch. I made him watch. I set him up so they had to watch. And I wondered if they got jealous. I really thought about this. I wondered that about my wrestlers. All right. I had a, I had a stack full of, a stack, I don't know what, a pile of, of wrestlers, WWF wrestlers. And uh, there were certain ones where you just like, put, they, they stood like a, they stood like straight up. Their feet went straight down. Their, their, their legs were kind of like pigeon-toed their toes or whatever and you just push down on their back and then they were supposed to jump and it, it was it was whack as hell and I had a uh, 
I had a tag team set of Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels, the Rockers, of course, and uh, I never used them because they just, they just were dumb. I mean, like, I love those guys, man. I remember when he threw him through that plate glass window at that barbershop, Brutus the Barber Beefcake's place, and I thought that was real, first of all. And then he came, Marty Jannetty came back in like a face mask or something. I don't know. But I thought Marty Jannetty was cool as hell. And that was when Shawn Michaels was like the, the heartbreak kid guy. And uh, I hated him. I was not all about being sexy when I was that age. Now I think I'd have a different a different feeling. I'd probably be like, yeah, sexy's cool. Uh, Marty Jannetty, not so cool. Uh, it's kind of a geek. But whatever. I think both those guys are dead now. And you really can't convince me otherwise. And this is not an invitation to try to talk to me about wrestling. All right? Don't take it. Um, on this episode... I probably already mentioned this, but I got Kirk Winstein of Crowbar. You know how many times I had to look up how to say his last name correctly, and I bet I still got it wrong? There's so many variations. You can go Winstein. You can go Weinstein. You can go, you can go many different ways, and I believe it's Winstein. I think I got it. I think, but I don't know. I could be wrong. I think I said it right in the beginning because I looked it up just before there. I had to listen to him say it, all right? But I don't have to re-listen to his band Crowbar to know how fucking awesome Crowbar is. Crowbar was like a band when I was a kid that uh, it was, it was kind of mythical. I don't know how to I don't know how to make that make sense. Like they obviously existed, they were obviously playing and releasing a lot of albums, but it was like somebody I never thought I'd ever see. And then at some point in the 2000s, they like came back full force and have been at it pretty much ever since. Though it's been a little bit since their last record, Zero and Below came out this year. They are currently on tour with Spirit Adrift throughout the United States and a little bit of Canada, maybe even. I don't know. That already happened, though, I think. Uh, but it was a pleasure to sit down with Kirk and have a conversation. Uh, just like the last one, I did this one over my lunch break. So it's a bit shorter, but that's fine. I think we covered some cool stuff, and uh, I'm happy to share it with you on this episode of Getting It Out Podcast. What number is it? doesn't matter. I'm not focusing on the number anymore. Maybe I will. I will when there's a reason to celebrate the number, but we're not there yet. All right. So um, why don't I play you a song? From Crowbar Zero and Below. How about the single Chemical Gods with a Z? We'll get into why there's a Z at the end of that name in this conversation with Kirk. So check it out. Chemical Gods from Crowbar. Yeah. 
So, uh, how's the tour going, man? Uh, really good. Um, you know, we still got, we don't get home till September 11th, so we've still got a good, good bit left. But, uh, it just feels good to be doing like a real, you know, real tour. Uh, Spirit of Drift's a great guy, great band. So, you know, having a great, uh, direct support band is really nice and, uh, it just feels normal. You know, it's good. The shows are good and, uh, we're kicking ass and then having fun. Yeah, how many? How, how active have you been as far as touring this year since you released uh, the new record? Oh, uh, well, we did like six weeks on Sepultura and Sacred Right. That's right. Uh, yeah, the quad exactly, tour. Yeah. That, that, exactly. And then uh, I did three shows in the states with Down, and three shows in Europe with Down. And then uh, you know, got home and got ready for this. So uh, this is after this, we're off till I think the eighteenth of October, and we uh, we go to Europe with. Uh, with Sepulchre and Sacred Rite, so uh, that's like about four and a half weeks. So uh, it's all nice, you know, nice markets, nice venues, and uh, we're looking forward to that. I mean, my first time to Europe since 2019 was these three festivals with Bound, and, uh, you know, I'm so used to going two or three or even more, you know, times a year. Yeah. Uh, over that, at the, with the whole, you know, uh, COVID thing and all, it was, it was really odd because I've been going a, a minimum of probably two times a year since 1992 so for the last 30 years you know I've been gone and it was strange uh, in 2020 and 2021 not to go at all you know so uh, we're looking forward to that does it feel like does it finally feel like things are back to something of normal I mean to me it does you know and, and really doing the, doing the European stuff uh, with Down really made it feel normal because that was the first um, you know like anything I've done overseas and it's like it was like like nothing ever happened I mean it was no no mask mandate they, I mean I had my Vax card and I have a, a, a app on my phone you know to show my Vax yeah. vaccination stuff it's like they didn't ask for anything they didn't ask you to wear a mask they didn't ask you know I mean passport control ignored to even look at the Vax <laughs> card so like it's like it didn't even happen so wow. you know, I've been doing this too where there's really no restrictions to anything uh, really makes it feel feel uh, normal. Because with Sepultura, we're expecting, oh, excuse me, we're expecting, you know, a lot of people like asking for vax cards, or, you know, masks and things like that. And they really didn't. Even though, like, in the paperwork for the venues, it would tell you, you know, you have to wear a mask, you have to prove you're vaccinated, all this kind of shit. Well, they didn't ask for any of it. So, <laughs> but, you know, not now it's to the point where, no one even talks about it. it like things are just normal and that's kind of that you know i mean i, I unfortunately got it uh and so did my drummer um, but uh that was last like around thanksgiving last year um, I, I had it about the same and time and it kicked my ass did did it but but, yeah, but only for a couple days but only for a couple days but it really kicked my yeah, ass yeah, man. It's like, i had zero like people were like well you know is it bad i'm like i don't even know i said all i did was sleep and I said, I'm not even kidding. I'm like, I had, it took every ounce of energy I could to get up and take a test and take a sip of water and just fall back asleep. And I said, for like the first four or five days, uh, all I did is lay in bed. And I just slept almost all the time. And then all of a sudden, I started feeling a little better. But, you know, it took about a month to feel, to feel real, you know. Uh, it took me about 10 days to test negative. But, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely, I didn't, uh, excuse me, I didn't, it wasn't fun, you know. But, um, you know, I, I, it was definitely not a fun experience, but and I don't want to 
funny like you mentioned um i got two things with that i went to italy earlier this year and that was that was like in february and it was real strict like they didn't even have the mask right, mandate right. lifted um but but to get there and back just in february was a huge pain in the ass and now this week like i said we're going up north and we're, we're going into canada and we're looking up um restrictions and whatever whatever we got to do and it's pretty non-existent i mean it's there right you just got to be uh, yeah, but it's yeah. not but it's not like it was and uh, it seems like it's all it's all getting back to uh, whatever, whatever you want to call normal. But yeah, right, right. And I mean, you know, and it's good. I mean, it's good for us, and you know, I mean, for everybody, really. But you know, it's just that difference between February because I didn't go to late June, mid to late June, um, over the overseas, and uh, you know, it, it completely changed the balance since, since February. Yeah. Um. So you know, it's pretty much like I said, pretty much. I mean, even at the airports, I mean, it was. I mean, I would say honestly, maybe ten to fifteen percent of the people will wear masks just by choice. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, it, it wasn't you know necessary for or, you know wasn't uh, enforced or they didn't you know it was not it was just not like regular. So it was it was good deal. Good. Well, as, as far as uh, touring, the difference between touring then, touring now, you've been like you said, you've been touring for thirty years. How what is what is your touring life like now, and how different is it from when you were doing this thirty years ago? Um, I mean, I guess in general, it's a, it's the same, but it's also, I mean, of course, you have to do things like really cut back. Uh, you know, uh, like my, my my goal is to be the first one in my bunk sleeping every night, and uh, <laughs> I usually on, on show days I usually um, and uh, you know, so it's just about you know not staying up all night partying, but but. You know, but trying to to get sleep, take care of my boys. So uh, you know, it's it's like we just had two days of a row off, uh, which we never have. But um, mm-hmm. but it was nice just to not have to do shit. You know, because we were we're completely you know uh, DIY. I mean, we don't have guitar techs, we don't have anything. We do everything ourselves. Yeah, and it's been been this way for really since I started focusing on crowbar again, like nine years ago. So um. You know, we have an off day where you don't have to load in gear and sound check. And, you know, my wife TMs and, and does merchandise where she doesn't have to set it all up and sell and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, when you don't have any responsibility, it's nice. But we have a couple of a couple of runs here that are about, you know, six in a row, one day off, six in a row, one day off. So, you know, the, the good thing about that is it, it, it flies by. It's like it's the same thing, different day, but uh, it, it moves quickly, you know, with when you got a responsibility and you got to play every day, it really has to go out here to do it anyway. It's play and make money and enjoy it. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but really things haven't changed much. I mean, like, you know, for me, uh, you know, focusing on down for a long time, it was it was so much different than Crowbar just because it was a, a, a much bigger band. You know, so, I mean, you know, we had buses and this and, you know, staying at five-star fucking hotels and all this <laughs> shit. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I mean, no Red Roof in, no Motel 6, you know, no van. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you know, but doing it with Crowbar, like, we we get a, a bandwagon uh, bus, I don't know if you're familiar with those or not, yeah. uh, which is like an eight bone. And it's perfect for us because the driver lives up, up in his front area, and it's just us four band members and my wife, you know, GMs and does merchandise. So 
a Robin. This just loves a Robin in the back, and we're comfortable. So at least you know it's like you know people are like uh, I mean we could. I'm just too old, you know. I'm mean, 57 years old. I'm too old to rough it in a van. So I'm not, I don't, I can't handle that. Um, but uh, you know, at the same time, doing it ourselves, you know, we're able to make good money and not, you know, not blow it on on a full size bus and a crew and all that kind of stuff. I mean, is it nice to, you know, not have to sound check? Is it nice to just walk up and somebody hands you the guitar? Yeah, it's great. But you know, but I'd rather put the put the money in. We would all rather put the money in our pockets, you know, than uh, than to try to have a crew and all that kind of shit. So for us, it works, you know. Yeah. Well, how long have you been able to um, prioritize and make Crowbar basically your business, your your job? Um. Really, with Crowbar, um, it's just been since 2013 when I parted with Alan, you know, for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, now you know, now I'm back with that, but um, and you know, things have changed a lot. And, you know, uh, that, I mean, like in general, you know, like I tell people, I mean, I, I started actually the first time I was able to make a living playing music was 2001 when we did the Down 2 record because mm-hmm. Down became the priority and we did that 2001, 2002, down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 2006, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, so we were all, you know, down, down stuff. And then when I came, when I focused on Crowbar, I was able to, things had changed a lot, you know, the man had gotten bigger, and I was able to make a living, you know, doing it. So, uh, you know, uh, it's it's nice, you know, I mean, I'm, God knows I'm, you know, paid my dues. Um, Absolutely. You know, I played my, play my first gig 41 years ago, over 41 years ago. So, uh, you know, it's it's not like, you know, uh, I just walked on the tour bus and, uh, you know, on some, you know, rock star prima donna or some shit. You know, really, yeah. the good thing for me is that my, my goal from the beginning, I never wanted to, I mean, of course, everybody wants money, but, you know, I didn't want to be some rich, famous rock star. It was never my thing. I just love music. I was like, man, if I could make a living playing music, that you know, I create with with the, with the band I'm in. That would, that's my dream come true. So you know, in that sense, like you know, my dreams will all, all come true, really, which is uh, creating music with you know people I enjoy doing it with, and uh, and being able to make a living doing it in the world. You know, that's great. I love hearing that. Um, and I was, I was, I got to admit, I was hoping that your your answer was going to be like it was, it was Beavis and Butthead. The Beavis and Butthead bump puts you over the top way back. Oh, uh, I mean, that definitely helped. 
because <laughs> at me, it being everybody heard the name Crowbar at least. You know, it's like, and I pretty much get it every you know every day. If I'm hanging by merch or some people are like, man, I've never seen y'all. People's about it. You know, <laughs> it's got to be I'm real, like, right? Okay. It's got to. It had to be uh, a big yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, and it was. Yeah, it was. It's just you know, all through the '90s, really. Uh, when I was doing Crowbar, I always worked worked for you know PA and light companies and just odd jobs and whatever I had to do to get by. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you know, 2001 when we get down to the down to record, uh, you know, I was, that that's when I was able. But I mean, you got to realize that I think I was. 36 years old or some shit. Right. Yeah. Uh, I was 36 years old. It took me 36 years to be able to make a living playing music. So, you know, it's not like, you know, I was 17 and we hit it big or some shit. You know, whatever. I'm not at the work. So, you know, I worked my ass off when I was 36 and was able to make a living doing this and I still work my ass off. It's just, because it is a job. You know, like I said, well, you know, we do, we do this all ourselves. Uh, so it's not like, you know, all I have to do is get up and perform. It's like, no, I, I, we have to unload the trailer, you know, uh, hook all the gear up, load it in, hook it up, do the sound check, you know, uh, and then come do the show and then tear it all down and load it back up. So, you know, it, it, it is work, but it's, it's easy. You know, when everybody pitches it, it's not, it's not hard. I'm definitely not complaining. That's awesome. I, but, I, uh, I appreciate uh, the way you keep it, you keep it in house and keep it small. Um, the, the nice DIY. I think I come from you know the hardcore punk background, so that's where that's what I like to hear. That's what I like seeing, especially. I mean, you got a big name. Kirk from Crowbar is a big name, and to hear that you're still doing it uh, the way that the DIY way is very cool. I, I appreciate that. Oh, thank you. It's, it's funny because I read something from some band probably probably a while back. You know, maybe like seven, eight years ago, and I'm, and they're they're claiming that they're DIY, and I'm looking at. Like, you know, they, they had it all broken down, like expense-wise and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, guys, y'all are doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You're wasting thousands of dollars a week. Believe me, this is not DIY, you know. You know? And, uh, but, you know, like for us, I mean, it truly really is. And it's the same thing. It's like, you know, I, I like to keep that, you know, the blue collar, just working class kind of attitude with the whole thing. And, you know, it just it is what it is. So, uh, you know, we enjoy, we're, we're blessed to be able to do what we do. And that's that. Is it is there any chance that you find being in Crowbar more enjoyable now than you, than ever? I mean, to a degree, I guess. The older you get, uh, I like to think the more you appreciate yeah. what you have. You know, um, so you know, being able to do it, uh, being able to do it, you know, and, and have my wife be a, be a part of it uh, is extremely important to me. I mean, I really don't think I would tour much at all if if she wasn't able to tour with us. You know, what I mean, prior to COVID, you know, we we spent We'd spend at least six months a year on the road, but it's it's nice. Uh, and I mean, she, you know, she she does she great at her job. I mean, she busts busts her butt. You know, she's not just a long time ride. I mean, you know, she she uh, it, it's all business for her, and she's trying to make us as much money as, as she can. So, That's great. Uh, and I, I, I really like that too. And as somebody who al- who also does everything with his wife, um, and and I'm very happy to. Um, I like hearing oh, that because because I don't think that's I don't think that we my wife and I will comment on uh, I mean amongst ourselves about other people's marriages like these people don't even seem like they're married they don't do shit together and while her and I are I like agree. all yeah. all over the place with each other and that's yeah. that's how we like it. Yeah, it's like I mean you know what, how are you you know people have day jobs and then, you know, the guy goes out after work with, with his friends and all this kind of shit. By the time you get home and you go to bed, you just get up and do it over again. You're not spending any time together. Right. You know, you know, I mean, we do 
it's like, or she goes to the grocery without me, I miss her. You know? Yeah. And <laughs> that's just the way it is. Yeah, I think my wife and I have only been married for about three and a half years, but I think there's been one one day where where we were like where we didn't stay in the same place. You know, what or she slept right. like down in Tennessee, and I was in Pennsylvania, and that was it. But but yeah, we're cool with that. Um, but anyway, so I, so I really appreciate that you have that relationship with your wife, and you guys do all this together. Awesome. That's very cool. Um, you're of course touring to support the new record Zero and Below. I guess it's not totally new, but it did drop just in March uh, on Monarch. How has I, and, and from my vantage point, it was very well received for you. What was the? How did it go over? Or how is it going over? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's been you know the response to the record has been fantastic. I mean, we do a couple of you know we play two of the new songs on <clears throat> every night. They go over great live. Um, people, you know, really it was overwhelmingly positive. The whole uh, feedback that we've gotten from you know from from the new record. So uh, yeah, it, it was. And see, the thing with us. The record was complete, I mean, mixed, mastered, complete, turned into the label of Home Run Yards in February of 2020. So Ooh. we were getting ready to go on tour when COVID hit. Yeah. So, and we kind of thought about it. We're like, you know what, let's just sit on it. Let's see if the fuck's going to even happen. Because mm-hmm. we didn't know what was going to happen. You know, so we did the right thing waiting. It was hard, but we did the right thing waiting two years uh, to put it out. I mean, we believe in the record, and we know it was a great, you know, strong, crowbar record. And uh, we did the right thing waiting. Yeah, I, well, I also know you released that uh, solo record of yours, Dream in Motion, in January 2020. So that would have been a good right, right. They would have mixed together well. But I, uh, did you get to do much for that record with uh, COVID happening, the so- solo? Well, I mean, it was, it was like, I'm almost complete with my second solo record, but it's strictly a studio project. It's never really meant to mm-hmm. okay. be. It's just it's just a musical outlet for me. It's just something different, you know, that allows me to write stuff and you know, uh, that I wouldn't be able to do that, that, that don't, doesn't fit Crowbar because, you know, I, I listen to a lot of different styles of music and it was something that was never intended. I mean, I'll, I'll probably never, you know, as long as I'm around, I'm going to just continue to do uh, the solo record stuff because uh, I love it. I enjoy it. It's fun. I love being in the studio. Mm-hmm. I love the, crea- the creative outlet that it, that it gives me. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's it, it takes a long time that I've been working on this and since 2020 it took two years for the other one but uh you know with Cobar just coming out in march this year i mean i'm not looking to put this out till next year right uh, this, this solo. so when i get home i have like a whole uh roughly you know like five weeks home and then uh you know uh it's off to europe but that's it for the rest of the year so uh you know when i get home really probably i have right around the first of the year it's gonna kick in where i can just knock it knock it out and finish just the seven solo right you know Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, you you, you not get that work ethic for sure. You're not stopping, huh? <laughs> no, man. It's just, oh, I love, I love, you know, doing it. It's great. Well, one of the songs off of Zero and Below that I really liked, and I forget if you guys treated it as a single or not, was uh, or is uh, "It's Always Worth the Gain," and it seems like a very different, in my opinion, in my brief opinion uh, of of Crowbar stuff. It seems very different for Crowbar. Um, it seems like it's w- much more uplifting lyrically and even the sound. Uh, do you feel like that track was different at all for you? Absolutely, and I'm glad you mentioned it because that's one we're probably going to, you know, we talk about it. We just got to do it. We uh, we want to put it into the set. Uh, it's just a, to me, it's just a great song. That that's one that uh, during the whole COVID thing, you know, I, I listened to the whole record many, many, many nights. I just go sit in, in my car and crank it up and mm-hmm. just you know listen to it. 
driveway, you know. But uh, that that song is one I'll I never get tired of hearing. And I think it'll come across as a as a live track really, really well. Yeah, I think so too. It kind of combines in my way, in my brain. It kind of combines like uh, hate breed style lyrics with like classic metal mixed with crowbar. It still has your sound, but you know some of those some of the hooks in it, and but then like lyrically, it's going a different direction. And uh, there's a lot there's a lot to it that I like, and it's it's a cool way that you mixed up the record. Well, the other the other song that you released for that you definitely did a video for and everything was Chemical Gods, and I have a simple question with that: What is the Z? Why does that, is there a significance to ending Gods with a Z? Yeah, there was a band in the seventies from Ohio called the Gods that okay. spelled the G O D Z that I'm a big fan of. And I, when I wrote the word down, when I came up with the title and I wrote it down, I wrote it with an S at first. I scratched it out and I wrote it with a Z just for fun. Yeah, and I was kind of like, you know what? I'm just going to keep it like that. Nice. I like it. I like it. I'm glad I asked that. So that's a very, that's a very cool, yeah, very question. cool answer. <laughs> well, you yeah. mentioned that the, the COVID probably had a lot to do with the with waiting for this new record. It was six years since the Serpent Only Lies. Um, when do you anticipate? Well, I don't want to say getting to work on a next Crowbar record, but it's, it sounds like you're already working. But I don't know. You already got. You already told me basically your plans for the future. You got a you got a solo record. You got more European tours. Um, I don't know. Hey, all right, here's one I ask a lot of people. What do you think it's going to take for you to stop doing Crowbar? Uh, honestly, probably just either dying or just being well, physically, you know, some unfortunate health thing or something because this is all I know to do. Yeah. I don't have a retirement plan. I never did. Uh, this is it, you know, so, uh, and now, you know, you're, you're looking at, at guys well into their 70s still performing and doing it at, you know, at a great level. So, I mean, it's, like things have changed from since I was a kid. You know, it was unheard of. I mean, other than, you know, old blues guys and stuff, you know, or old jazz musicians, it was unheard of rock or heavy metal or anything like that. People to play into their, you know, into their 70s. And uh, now it's, it's normal. I mean, I just finished uh, with these down, down shows. I mean, I saw Saxon. I saw Judas Priest three days in a row. I saw Kiss. I saw Scorpions. I mean, they're all in, you know, in their 70s. Yeah, right around there. I saw I saw Priest just after Halford's 70th birthday, and he still got it, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. They were amazing. You know, they, were, they were absolutely, they killed it. And, uh, you know, so it's like it gives, gives you hope, you know? It's like, where, hey, you know, like I remember talking back in 2015, I was uh, on tour with Soulfly, and I was talking to Max, and uh you know, he, he was like, Kurt, you know, he goes, I, I saw ZZ Top, and he goes, it was so fucking good. He's like, you know, it gives you hope that you could do this for another 15 years or whatever, you know, and that was, that was seven years ago. And now I'm like, you know, well, I can hopefully, you know, as long as I'm around, you know, I'm going to do try to, you know, keep myself healthier and better in these things and work out whatever, you know, but I mean, it's like, you know, people are starting to take better care of themselves and, and uh, you know, you can do it. I mean, I watch, like I said, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm watching Scorpions and they sound amazing. And I'm like, you know, I mean, are they running all around the stage? You know, you know but uh, same, same with Priest. I mean, you know, I mean, Rob doesn't move a whole hell of a lot, but he right. never really did. Yeah. But he sounded amazing and that's all that counts, you know. That's right. That's right. And, and uh, Scorpions, by the way, are like the best ba- best live band I've seen in the last five years. Um, and that's that's saying something for a band that, that far along. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Rudolph and Klaus are old. I mean, <laughs> they are, you know. And I mean, it shows, you know, but 
sound it. If you close your eyes, you know, it, they, they sound amazing. You know? So, uh, you know, like I said, they can. I mean, they can't physically, you know, jump off the drum rise and all this kind of shit anymore. They're just too old. You know, their bodies can't handle it. But, I mean, they can play. And he sang amazing. And they, they killed it. And same with Priest. I mean, they, you know, you close your eyes and he, it might as well be 30, 40 years ago, whatever. Well, fuck, aging for for you might be conducive to your style of play and performance anyway. So I think you're set up for success. And I hope you keep going forever. Um, I've been a big fan for a very long time. And uh, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me about oh, thank this. You so much, and man. Uh, and uh, this is just, I'm just doing this over my lunch break from work. So this is a great lunch break for me. So thanks for, <laughs> thanks for doing this. I got to get back to work, but I appreciate it, Kirk. Well, thank you, man. And have a great day. And I appreciate your time, man. Yeah, you too. Later.
So there you have it. That was my conversation with Kirk. And the song you just heard was It's Always Worth the Gain from Zero and Below. We talked about that track a little bit. I hope you thought it sounded a little different and stands out from the rest of the Crowbar catalog as well. And if you don't think that, you're lying. That's okay. I like liars. Lie all you want. Uh, lie until, I don't know, what happens? You fall asleep. How about that? Lie until you fall asleep. That's what I do every night. Cha-ching. Wait, cha-ching isn't the noise. That's money noise. But um, that's what I want. A drum. All right. I got to work on my soundboard noises, but uh, I think I do them pretty well for not having one at all. You know what I don't think they do pretty well around here? I walk to work every day, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, home for lunch, back to uh, work, right? And that's when I've been doing these interviews lately. It's a good time to talk to people who are traveling or across the world in various time zones, but it makes the interview shorter. And sometimes that's fine. Uh, sometimes it's not. But anyway, I'm glad I got this one done. Glad I was able to bring it to you on Thursday, August 25th, maybe. Is that when this is going to come out? I think it might. Uh, get ready because that means we're less than two months away from the start of the NBA season. I already got my tickets. Bucks Sixers, November 18th, day after my birthday. We're doing it big, baby. I want to see uh, old Giannis in person. So made sure to line that up. And if you're going to be there, I don't really care. Uh, I'm going to be there with my wife and I'm going to be excited and I'm already excited for the season to start. And, uh, people say basketball comes after football, but, uh, they're right chronologically, but not in my mind. doesn't matter. Anyway, what else can I tell you about? I can tell you that they, uh, they, uh, they would advise me to end this episode here. They being who, I don't know, the Illuminati, maybe not sure, but I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that, but first I'm going to play a song because that's how it works. I'm going to play you a song from Philadelphia's Grave Bathers. I love this band and their new record, which the name escapes me at the moment, but the song is called Brain Thief. It's from Grave Bathers, again, based out of Philadelphia. Just check it out, man. I think if you like Crowbar, you can like this. If you like uh, Pink Floyd, you can like this. If you like Stone Temple Pilots, you can like this. What the fuck am I talking about? I don't know. Just listen to it. I like this band. I like this song. Go check them out. You can get their information in the show notes or whatever that means. You know, this is a podcast. And this is a song. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 